unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Hey, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the Misfit Nation. Hi, it is Christopher Roush, your No Excuses Coach, here back with another episode of the Raw and Unscripted Show with yours truly, Christopher Roush, where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night. It's 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Put it on your calendar. This is every single week. It's been like this for over 100 shows. We just celebrated our 100th episode. Thank you very much. We are super stoked about that. Thank you so much for being here and supporting the Raw and Unscripted Show. Um, and actually, in true all transparency. We're actually going to be available on podcast. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Raw and Unscripted show is going to return back to op Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other great places you can get your podcast. So I'm in the process of actually uploading and updating all those information files because before when I was on a network, uh, things kind of got jacked up. So I'm in the process of fixing all that. So if you are not able to be here on Tuesday nights or you don't wish to watch the replay where you get to see my beautiful smiley face, uh, you will be able to also take me on the go as you return to your normal life here post-COVID or during post-COVID, whatever you want to call it. Um, so you can have the Raw and Unscripted show with you everywhere you go. Ladies and gentlemen, what do we have here? We have the Misfit Nations right here, the Misfits for Life. We have Ellie Nicole saying, hello, Christopher, best wishes. Thank you, Ellie Nicole. How are you? What's going on? What do you want to get out of tonight? Got Ray in the house. Brother Ray says, good evening all. Larry Schneider, kick-ass. Larry, what's up? Hey, hey, hey. It's warming up. It's warming up. I see that back patio. And of course, everybody's just saying hi to one another because this is a family. This is a safe place for you guys to come every single week and have raw and unscripted conversations uh, and join us in that party. That's what we do right here in the sidebar here. You guys are a part of the conversation. So please ask us any questions that you might have, offer any comments that you may feel inclined to offer because this is literally... I picture this. I picture this, that this is me and my guest um, are sitting in a bar or a coffee shop and we're just simply having a conversation back and forth. You guys might be sitting on the periphery and you're like, hey, wait a minute. What did he say? What did she say? Oh, hey, hey, can I ask you a question? It's just kind of like that. It's just a family. We're just sitting here talking and, and conversating, uh, just having a great time. Bobby Browning in the house. What's up, Bobby? So great to see you. Thank you for being here. Yes, yes, yes. Says, hey, Christopher, just in case you're not watching this and you're like, what is he talking about? Um, and Darlene's in the house. Hey, Darlene, thank you very much for being here misfits for life misfits for life ellie nicole says you are awesome i love it i love you thank you so much there's so much great shit coming it's crazy i'm excited i'm on fire this week i've been paying special attention to my health and my wellness and my mental well-being and uh truth be told in case i didn't say it on the last episode but i started doing what's called a breathworks class yes ladies and gentlemen the raw and scripted kick-ass guy that used to say no self-help fluffy bullshit is kind of delving into that fluffy stuff and finding that it actually works. It's all about your perspective and your mindset and what you put into it. But honestly, yeah, every Sunday night at 6 p.m. I've been doing this breath work, which essentially is um, you... I, there's so many different ways to describe it, but basically if you want one way of describing it, it's like hyperventilating yourself into a space where you are disassociated from your body and you're more in your soul space. Uh, it's crazy. It's creepy. I've done quite a few drugs in my life. I'm happy to say that I don't do them anymore, but um, you know, you, you cannot experience a feeling like this 
and not take drugs. It's crazy. That's just your own breathing. So I'm in, uh, I just did week number two. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, hit me up. I know a great girl named Sarah Novak. Uh, she's a breathing expert. And so I'm a part of her class. So just a shout out to Sarah. Thank you very much for having us in your class and we are enjoying it. It's crazy, but yeah, when you open your mind up to new possibilities and new opportunities, guess what happens? Your perspectives shift and things change. So that's what we do here on the Ron and scripted show. It's all about shifting your perspectives just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. And then what you do is you go out there and you see the world in just a little different frame. And then you're able to process things a little bit differently. So I'm excited for tonight's show because, um, yes, Ray says breathworks. Absolutely. Breathworks class, hashtag breathworks class. Uh, Hey, we got Teresa in the house from Georgia, from Georgia. She says, you are all about the fluff, sir. Yes. I'm all about the fluff. Yeah. Uh, back in the San Fernando Valley days, the fluffer was, uh, who knows what a fluffer is? I don't even know what a fluffer is. I think it sounds like something you like peanut butter and marshmallow. Is that what it is? Or fluffer nutter? What's up, Tara Murney? Very good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. We're having a rock and roll on time here on the Ron and Scripted Show. So without any further ado, I, my guest tonight is a personal friend of mine. I have come to know her over the years. We've spoken on stages for the youth of Torres over the years. And through that process, I've got to see her journey and she's going to explain her journey. I'm just going to share with you that it's a journey. And here's what I want for you guys out there in listener land and viewer land. I want you to walk away from this episode feeling much, much different about how you look at your journey, right? That's all I want you to do is I want you to look at your journey a little bit different from hearing Nina's journey. So please welcome to the raw and unscripted show, Miss Nina Torres. Nina Torres, what's going on? Everybody's going, yeah. The stadium is rocking. I wish, I, wish I could, you know, my hands are a little different, but that's what makes me here and unique. So, yes, yes. excited to be here with you, Chris. Yes, yes, yes. It's way, way, way long overdue. And I, I, I kept saying, I said, I'm going to get you on my show. I'm going to get you on my show. And I think, and I believe in divine intervention because it was like literally, I was booking a show and somebody canceled, and I went. God, who am I forgetting? I'm, and I forgot my friend Pamela. And I was like, oh my God, she hasn't been on my show. And I'm like, Nina Torres, because I just saw one of your posts. And um, we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But uh, just please introduce yourself to uh, my audience and share a little bit about your journey and why you are here today on the show to uh, share your brilliance. Absolutely. Well, I am Nina Torres and I have quite the story. So I am what I consider a rheumatoid arthritis warrior. So um, I, you know what, Chris, like what you said is so true. And it's funny because you're like, this is so way overdue. And I'm like, brother, listen, I don't think you could have got me in a more perfect time in the moment, real time, um, to really capture the story of my life, you perfect. know, and the journey of, you know, we both have gone through so many different things, but in, in so many different ways, yet we connect because we get it you know, no matter the struggle. So um, just a little bit of the background is, you know, at 18 years old, I wake up one day and I wake up literally with an incurable disease, uh, incurable crippling disease. And I had just given birth. So I was a single mom, just given birth. So I have an infant on my own. And how I did it, I don't even know, Chris, I, I moved out. I moved out on my own and I look back, I don't even know how we did it. But um, I'm going to cut the whole long story short and I'm just going to get to like the real time because I think uh, year 20, 2020 through 21, 
just grabs the whole damn story. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it though? It's like a huge reset. It's like, I tell people it's like a snow globe, right? It's like, it's like the universe said, you know what? You guys aren't playing right. You guys aren't doing what you're supposed to be doing with your lives. And let's see where that snow settles, baby. Exactly. So, you know, there was, um, this is the 30th year. I'm 48. So 30 years of living with this disease. And right away they put me on the steroids, right? So I've been on steroids for 30 years. And um, really it captures it in 2020 is when it comes down. I've had um, my 18th surgery in, in June, 5th, June 15th, um, 2020. So it's coming up on a year of a reverse, total reverse shoulder replacement. Okay. I remember you going through that. Surgery. Yeah. And um, so 2020 started. Okay. So here we are, I'm a high risk patient already. Right. Every, every part of my body's been re, um, replaced all of the joints anyway. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was terrified because the doctor said when the virus came out, oh, don't get it or else, you know, just made me feel like I, I was going to die if I got the virus. Right. And so I'm like terrified. I'm like, how am I going to survive this? What am I going to do? If it's my time, it's my time. Then then, you know, what am I going to do with this knowledge? Right. So. May comes along and, you know, I still haven't, you know, I haven't contracted it or anything. And all of a sudden my, for Mother's Day last year, my son brings me a little puppy. What was it? A little puppy. This puppy is like a beast. It was going to be a huge dog. It looked little because it was a puppy. I trip over the puppy right before the surgery in May. My um, prosthesis hip dislocates. Because of COVID, I was in the hospital and they couldn't relocate me for 24 hours. They left me without a hip for 24 hours. And how I survived wow. night was pure prayer. The nurses laughing and talking. I was telling jokes to my nurses just to survive. My friend's sending me TikToks. She knows I love TikToks, my Ashley girl. And then a month later, um, they did get it in without opening me up. So they pop it in. <laughs> And uh, it's I remember a, you being so grateful for that too. Like, oh yeah, they didn't have to do that. You don't even know. You don't even know. You don't even know. Mm. So um, then a month later, I have the surgery. Forward to December, December 15th, my daughter's birthday. Um, I'm getting ready for a biopsy because I was having stomach problems, kidney, something was going wrong. So I had to prepare. So I look on my chart for the medical and I look and I'm like, what the heck? I say, husband, I told husband, Lewis, come here. Husband, <laughs> husband get over here. <laughs> and I said, something's wrong. This saying I have COVID. Does that say I have COVID or am I reading this wrong? He was like, you got COVID. There ain't nothing wrong with you. I said, I know it's got to be wrong. No, five days later, it knocked me on my butt. So um, I they did. didn't tell you you had COVID. You saw it in your report. Yes. No one called me. No one called me. What the F? Seriously? <laughs> No one called me. I called them. So wow, it was intense. And at that moment, I'm like, all right, God, they told me I wouldn't make it. I'm doing good so far. But then I did. I got knocked on my butt, but I did really good compared to other people and never had to go to the hospital, never had breathing problems, but it did kick me on my butt and it was a nightmare. And um, I was just like, well, I remember thinking that day, either I'm going to go or I'm going to stay. 
Let's do and battle it, right? So I'm battling. I love that I'm either going to go or I'm going to stay. What's for look, dinner? Look, I'm out of control. I'm, I have no control over this. So listen, why why dwell in it? Ooh, right, I but it don't that. make a difference. I'm gonna if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die anyway. So I got to save my tears and do something in the moment. And hey, if tomorrow's all I've got, then I'm gonna give it all I've got. I'm going to get up, get up, show up, and give it all I've got, period. Boom. Mic drop. See, there, there's the mic. Mic drop. Mic drop. Boom. See, mic drop, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you guys listening on the podcast, because now I finally published it when you're listening to this someday in the future, um, what I was just doing is I have a, a tattoo on my right inner forearm, and it's a, it's a microphone, and I just dropped it in the air because... Nina Torres, you, I mean, literally you, I, I know I can call BS on anybody pretty much within a few minutes of meeting them. And I, you, like I told you before we went on camera, you always inspire me, whether you know it or not. I see your stories, whether I comment them or not, or not um, but you just absolutely inspire me because you are 100% authentically you, your smile, your radiance. It's not BS. Um, just for your benefit, I'm trying to respect the kids that might be watching this. So I'm not going to use language this time. Um, yes. So yeah, I can do. You've seen me do that. You've seen me talk see about you. I've had you as my speaker. <laughs> Yay! See, we got to do more of that. We got to do more of that. I missed that. Um, but you are your 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 perspective, like you just said. Okay, I'm either gonna go or I'm gonna stay. How? Talk to me about how you take all of this energy and all these different experiences, the 18 surgeries ever since you've been diagnosed with this. Where do you find your strength? I know, I know, you're a big believer in God. Where do you find your strength in addition to that? In addition to that, God is absolutely the foundation. You know that. You knew that was going to happen. So I was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to take I'm going to take that answer off the table because I know you're already going to go there. But I want to know for the people that in the in the audience that you know just are, are sitting in spaces because I have a friend of mine that might be watching this from overseas in England and she struggles with fibromyalgia and she's just had a flare up and she's like, God, Chris, every day I just you know quite honestly I just don't know. You yes. know, and I bet I've had those days too with my back pain. And like I told you off camera, I'm like, I sit there and complain about my little thing. And I'm like, Nina Torres, shut up. Okay. Then I'm just, my perspective has shifted. I just like, okay, duh, you got a little pain, you know, that's not a little bit, but I think about you. So where does that strength and that courage come from? The strength comes from the people that love me, my support system. But before I really like show you what that looks like, now please stay with me because if you are suffering from chronic pain, I may not look like I'm in pain right now, but I am in extreme pain. But this is one of my skills is being with friends, having a purpose of passion, and that is helping others that are suffering. You are not alone you know, finding other people that are going through what you're going through and really understand. People can say, oh, yeah, I get, no, you don't. But then when you find someone just like, you're like, yeah, I don't even have to tell you, you know, you know, but right now what I'm battling, and this is what makes this timing so perfect is um, I found out, what is it, like 10 days ago, 11, I forget, I'm just dizzy. Um, I have an infection. The shoulder, the new shoulder has become infected. I can't oh, get me started on that. Get to the doctors. They will not see me. My whole arm is black and blue, swollen. It keeps black and blue and it grows every day. You could, this is what the deal is. They're Go telling the emergency me. room. I did. And they sent me home. I'm telling you, I have tried everything. WTF. It could travel to your organs, it could travel to other joints. And what they need to do is take the arm off, take the shoulder out. Leave it out for six to eight weeks, put a spacer in, put a pick line in, 
and do IV antibiotics and then redo the whole entire surgery. So that leads into what you do when you're faced with that. Here wow. I am. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I don't know if they're going to let it go and I die. I that is my reality. I am keeping it real. There and, and I'm and now it's starting to hurt my levels of pain. I was on the tears. I cried all day today. But you know where my power comes? You get up, you show up and you give it all you've got. Because I can sit here and cry, but it doesn't make it go away. I'm still not in the doctor. So I live for today. I got up, I taught my classes. You wouldn't even know I was sick when the way I go, when I, when I reach those kids, those kids are my purpose. Those kids bring me life. And the support system, what happened was this, is I received so much love from um, all my coworker family, because they're, they're not just coworkers, they're my family. And my RA warriors on Twitter, my YouTube followers, my um Reverse shoulder replacement peeps. I mean, I'm in every group that's going to support me. So that is the foundation is getting in those. They have just been rooting for me and all of this love from people. I don't even know people praying for me. And then it was like, I almost forgot the tragedy that I'm in and the circumstance because all I felt was this love just pouring out and I can either choose it's choice. Mindset is a choice. I could choose to focus on the pain, sometimes it's hard to ignore. Kind <laughs> of lie. It is. It's horrible. It's a nightmare. It's terrifying. To how long are they going to let me suffer? And are they going to let it go that there's no turning back? And I lose my career. I lose everything because they waited. How do can't I? You, can't you go to a different hospital or a different? I mean, is it that specialized? I've gone to everybody, Redlands, Loma Linda, the emergency room. And well, we got to put the referral through. And if you're out there, oh. you talking about, oh. and I, oh. I'm triple oh. covered, triple covered. Three, you're triple covered. Yeah. I have two blue shields and then a BHM. So. I don't understand that. I do not understand that. How can you walk into an emergency room and say, Hey, listen, uh, does this look normal? And then have them say, oh, no, 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 no. That, that, how does that? Understand, emergency room, they do not treat you. They stabilize you. End of the story. If you are not, I don't have a blood clot. The infection's actually not showing up in my blood yet, which is good. But it's definitely hidden probably in the joint because it's plastic. So you probably can't detect it. Thank God. But I'm stabilized at this moment. Well, your, your mentality is flipping just unstoppable. It really is. I mean, look at, look at these, uh, look at these, uh, comments. Um, Tara says, yes, those kids. Ray says, go girl. Teresa says, uh, wow, you are a hell of a lady. Oh, and that in 10 times, do you think David Goggins is tough? I mean, I, do you know who David Goggins is Nina? No. Okay. So after the, after the show, Google David Goggins, and, and, and then I'm going to tell you that you're tougher than David Goggins because most people sit there and say David Goggins is one of the most toughest dudes in the world, people in the world. But honestly, what you go through and what you have been through, um, 
Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. She says, Tara says, what an inspiration, what an inspiration, sweetheart. Uh, Nelly says, girl, you're full of courage. That's what that that's what that is. And oh, we got another somebody new. We got Fernando. Okay, I can't even pronounce that. Um, McLaughlin, I love this. How strong. Thank you, Fernando, for being here. I apologize. My my eyes are getting a little little tired, so I'm having trouble seeing the screen now. So I'm pretty much eventually gonna have to do. Hi, this is Christopher Ronas Perfect Show. I'm like, nah. No glasses. I wear contacts. That's why I did that. Um, and Nelly comes out and says, "You're right, Christopher. She is unstoppable." Um, that that okay. So that aside, so so your support system is your faith in God, um, your kids. Talk to us about your family. I mean, your family. I know your family. I know your husband. Um, talk to us about what they go through and how they support you in these times. Because I can imagine. I know what my wife goes through. Yes. in pain. What your situation is. They have to be just as equally as strong as you are. Yes. Uh, you know what? That's, that's a tough one because, yeah. um, they suffer alongside me. Um, because of God and my faith, I am so resilient because all I, all I, the mindset is to choose to believe that there is, you know, that he's guiding me, he's with me. Um, and I get up and I do things like this and I, you know, I share my stories and I share my, my, um, victories but, um, you know, I had this conversation with my mom and she's just like, I, oh, <laughs> oh, you cheered me up. She just says, I am, I don't want you to be an inspiration. And she says, the hell with that. Let someone else's kid be an inspiration because I'm tired of watching you suffer. And it's very hard. Um, I break down and cry and to watch that and to watch me scream and go through these surgeries is not easy. It, I mean, how you, how could you watch someone suffer so much and scream and cry for usually I I'm like that for about a month after every surgery. I do not do well. They never keep my pain under control uh, ever. And that's terrifying. So they have to watch it and they can't do a damn thing, but watch. So my mom never shows me her heartache. And I never knew this for the longest time. She comes, and now with COVID, I'm alone. So I did this last surgery alone. I will do this, these two surgeries alone because of COVID. Uh, my mom would come in there and she would just like, okay, let's get up, let's wash your face, let's feed you, let's do this, let's fluff, do your pillow. And we would just do it. There was no pity. There was no feeling sorry for me, but that's where my strength was. I can do not feel sorry for me. I'm a damn warrior. You do not feel sorry for warriors, okay? Hey, no one got time for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's it's their faith too. It's our shared faith that we we rely on prayer and we rely on Christ. And the the thing about that, Chris, is this: I am attempting to. I know I'm going to finish my book. I've already started it. And Go, girl. for people, even people of no faith. So I'm trying to do it in a very fantasy way. So that no matter what, you see the beauty of the story through the tragedy. And, um, you know, that's just been a, a big part because the things that have happened to me spiritually and in my faith, you can't make it up. I mean, it's just, it's, it's craziness and it makes for a great story, whether you're a believer or not. So, you know, I just, and I don't know. The truth is, and I hope, I don't know if my family's watching, but I, you family, you might want to turn it off now. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler if, I alert. <laughs> if I were not to make it through this and things got real bad, um, 
you know, it's a very real reality is so much so I was actually transferring funds to make sure my husband knows our accounts and everything because it's real. And I think it's stupid not to face reality. I think yeah. it's to ignore and be like, no, no, things could change at the drop of a dime. And one thing in my life, Chris, before I die, I want that damn book. written. So that is my number one thing. I'm going to write I hope I hold, hold myself accountable because I've been struggling with actually doing the work for a while. Oh, well, you know who you're talking to, right? You, you see this, right? This is a pencil and this is a pad. Guess what I'm going to do? Guess what I'm going to do right here live on the Ron Unscripted Show. I'm going to say, hey, Nina, book, done. I love it. Chris, hold accountable. Because I have to get my book done, so we'll 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 make it fun. We'll make a little competition. Who can get their book done first, or something like that? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so you said something. You said something. I want to go back to something you said earlier and talking about your community and everything. I want to really highlight that you took a proactive approach to finding your tribe and finding the people that have gone through similar situations as you. And and I would imagine you're doing that for your mental health. Talk to us about in coordination what you just shared with your family and your own struggles. I mean. I'm a strong person. I know I am like kick-ass strong, unstoppable strong, but everybody has their threshold. Everybody has their moments. And I can't even, I'm not even going to even try to imagine what you go through, even kind of comparing my pain. There's no way. How do you keep your sanity through all of this? I mean, where your mental health, how do you not go batshit crazy and go into a hospital and go, what the F is wrong with you people? I'm sick. You guys are the people that fix me. Let's do this. How do you not lose your marbles? Absolutely. I pray. But I don't only just pray because God sent people to help you. So, Amen. <laughs> I was, Hello, I sent you a therapist, but you didn't go. Absolutely. Oh, man, I have been in therapy this year because I'm like, look, I need somebody. These are big feelings. <laughs> These are things that I just I can't do this alone. And that is my superpower is I know how to reach out. And it is, it's such a strength. It is not a weakness to get mental health services. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. It's strength to go. to go get it. And you know, my therapist, the first time I talked to him, I, I don't even think he talked. I was just like, blah, 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 blah. I said, damn, I've been through a lot of stuff, huh? <laughs> Did you give yourself a high five? Like, go oh, girl. I was like, what? Yeah. I'm good now I think about it. <laughs> so... I, I'm still in therapy. I actually see him tomorrow. Zoom, of course. But yeah, it, it, it's key. It's key. Um, you know, my doctors gave me anxiety medicine. They gave me depression. Although I don't think it was actually depression. It was actually a really bad vitamin D deficiency. Because once they gave me 50,000 units, I was like, woo, hello. Hello. I feel so much better. <laughs> yes. But do you see? Let me give you the antidepressants and all the other shit that's gonna <laughs> screw you up. I'm trying not to cuss, um, and yet it's just good old sunshine. It's yep. vitamin D. And then look at me with you. I mean, it's like I forgot my pain. It's magical. It's magical when you pay it forward, and you do what you love, and you find a way to do it. Don't don't focus on the can'ts, what you can't do. You figure it out. You know, if you can see my keyboard, it's all split. I mean, I can't lift my arm. I have so many accommodations because I'm going to figure it out. And 
I just love you. You're just, you're just, you're like the epitome of unstoppable, the epitome of no excuses. Like, okay, if I got to do this, I'm, I saw the picture the other day or the video where your keyboard is. I mean, you, uh, you figure it out. You figure it out. You figure it out. There's no excuses. There is none. You figure it out. Stop. You don't feel sorry for yourself. There are times you feel sorry for yourself. That's okay. Just don't stay stuck. Yes. 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 Terrible. Horrible. What was that? Okay. Yes. Tara saying, boom. She's saying fire. Scott Goyette's in the house. He says, Nina. Uh, Scott says, love you both. Talk about love. Love Scott. Scott's the beacon of love. He talks about that. Uh, Tara says she's mastering the art of pivoting. Yes, absolutely. Um, there was a couple other. Yeah, Ray says vitamin D. Really? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh. I took vitamin D for a while too. I found that I wasn't going outside every day and getting some sunshine. And um, yeah, wound up started taking some, and I'm like, wow, that's all I need. I thought my thyroid was jacked up. I thought my sleep was on. I thought all this different stuff. And I was like, ooh, it's just my vitamins were off. Um, Tara is Tara. Tara has an amazing journey. You guys should connect. Um, she says, yes, often your journey is the answer to someone's prayers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Boom. Nellie's in the house. Nellie from Texas. She says that is an amazing, that's an amazing positive to create from all of your challenges and grief. A book would actually help people. A lot of people, of course, of course, of course. Oh, look at this. She's the Tara says, no excuses, coach. That's you now. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be, the, I'm going to be the, the sergeant at arms or whatever. And you could be the no excuses coach, because seriously, you have that, that credibility is just uh, amazing, amazing. So I want to, I want to go, I want to push back a little bit on something with you. Um, given I know your faith in God and everything. Um, how do you not find fault with God with placing you in this journey in life? A lot of people ask that. Um, I, you know what? I never asked him why. I never questioned. Um, I think my love for him is so strong that I was like, Lord, your will, not mine. And if you, if I'm to suffer, I'm going to suffer in your name and do glory with whatever you're doing in me. And, uh, and I truly believe in that. I believe that so many people see God and are brought to God through my story. And, and, and it's, and it's a testimony because people told me that too. People I don't even know. And I know when people that usually don't, you know, even non-believers and then all of a sudden something happens and they'll, can you pray for this person? I'm like, absolutely. But so you never know how God's using you. So who am I to question? And like today, this, this is a little bit religious, this part, but it, it's kind of deep too. Cause it just happened today. Bring it. Bring it was miserable and I was I was so much pain I was just I'm telling you, I was crying I had to go put makeup on and be like I'm fine I got this get up show up give it all you got boom chakalaka let's do it so <laughs> I want to get up and dance yes and I was praying and um the prayers and that's where I get a lot of my strength from is music I, I just take in what God's telling me and they pop up at the right time just like you inviting me no it's the perfect time and I know God is guiding and has his hand here Right. And so um, I also I, you know, this prayer comes over and it starts talking about how God's most um, sacred healing wound is the wound of the shoulder. I said, stop. you got to stop it right now. And I'm like, tell me more. Tell me more. I mean, <laughs> but I'm listening. Right. Right. Said his arm was bruised. And I'm like, bruised? OK, check. Uh, you know, it's all torn and bloody and the flesh is coming off. 
but it is the most sacred wound because that is the shoulder he carried our cross. I said, cut it out. I'm okay again. <laughs> Ooh, come on with it. <laughs> so, Damn. Like, you know what? And in that moment, that is when I allow God to bleed into my wounds, his suffering. And I, t- I give him mine. I said, thank you, Lord. I know you're with me. I know you felt my pain. I know you're not going to leave me. And in that same prayer, this lady's like, and may the peep, because, and I can't remember the exact words, but I, what I do remember is this, is that she said, and may the people that our lives are in, may they have mercy and may they save our lives. And I'm like, you you can't deny it. I I hear you, Lord. I mean, that's how God talks to you because people are like, well, how does God how do you hear God? How does it exactly work? Because I've tried to talk to him and I don't hear nothing. <laughs> Maybe you tuned in the right station, right? Right. You know, he just, he talks through music. He talks through perfect timing. He talks to us through us, brothers and sisters. Like, I mean, just, that's where the story comes in because so many things have happened. I can't deny that he's alive. I can't deny that he exists in me and I can't deny what he does through me. So do I ever question them? No. Mm. Wow. That is beautiful. And I love, I love the fact that you have that faith and that you seem, it's not even, it's not even a pretense. I mean, it's just, that's where your faith and that's where your love is. Um, Talk to me about heroes. Did you have any heroes growing up? I mean, everybody, I'm I'm thinking that like everybody who watches this is going to think, okay, Nina's my hero. Who was your hero and why? My dad, my Mm. dad, my dad just had this beautiful, thing about him and and how he made me feel like his princess hence you know if you start to see the unfolding of the empowerment program right is that's what it's based on is the beauty of a child you know we i started a boys and girls empowerment and now it's in our district at 18 elementary schools and the key component is actually self-love because that's what was missing in my life right and so my dad he brought me up and he, he took me out on dates and my sister couldn't come. It was just me and dad. He played his guitar. He made me a just you and me song. I don't even think my other brother, my brother and my two sisters got a song. So listen, it's very special. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he's my hero, but he worked so hard and he was a construction worker. And I remember I'd go outside because it'd be so hot. He worked in the desert and I lived in Banning. So it wasn't half as hot. Right. So I went out there and I'd be like, my poor dad has to go in the heat. I'm gonna go outside until he comes home. An hour later, I was in the house in the air conditioner. (laughs) 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 And, you know, um, through that, his back has become permanently disabled and he suffered so much. Mm. So my hero, it is absolutely my father. up to him and I, I couldn't have asked for a better dad um, what I want to throw out there too is um, understand that this disease is a stress related disease it was tri- it came out at 18 and this is a part that you know when in my book a lot of people aren't going to like the raw truth but I did my truth just like Leah taught us right and um, it all started with um, I had I endured went through whatever as a child for several years and it manifested itself because I didn't I did go to therapy but I didn't understand it and so pushing those down just those feelings down and the trauma down it came out in the form and that is where my passion again comes from and my passion of my work working with the youth 
bringing the empowerment program because the key to my healing, my emotional healing is um, self-love and self-worth because by your abuser, you're told you're dirty, you're nasty, you're no good. They're, I remember the abuser in my life would tell me, your dad is gonna kick you out. They are gonna, if they find out. And so I kept it in, but you see, no one should ever suffer a disease like this because they didn't get help, mental help with a therapist and really understand how the process works. So that's why I became a school counselor, of course. <laughs> yeah, your, your work with the kids, I've watched you with the kids. I've been blessed to be with you with the kids and, and you are an absolute angel and a natural. I can only imagine that you have impacted so many young lives and those young lives are gonna continue to impact other lives. You know, it's like the Nina Rock, you know, so you, you, the God put throw the Nina Rock into the pond and the pond is wet. Like this, we're not gonna make ripples. We're gonna make waves. We're gonna make waves. Yes, um, I'm always making waves. <laughs> you are, you are. I want to go back to something that we mutually share and we talked about before: the aspect of pain and talking about the pharmacology behind pain management. Obviously, there is up to like literally, you know, uh, what was my mom on Dilaudid, which is like you know basically yes. like a synthetic heroin or something like that. Yes. What what type of pain, what type of, what type of pain medicine works for you? And do you consider alternative pain medicine like cannabis and other things? Absolutely, all of it. Um, Dilaudid is the one that um, works for me. And um, after surgery, um, you know, at the age of 40, I had a miscarriage. But in that time, I was able to get off all narcotic pain medicines. But it took me six months. I was able to stay off all pain meds for a couple years, right? Until the next surgery. And then I, they're like, take it. I said, I'm not a hero. Listen, I'm trying. I'm going to mm -hmm. take drugs, trust and believe. So um, because I've had so many surgeries and I was on pain medicine for so long, they're ineffective. Yes. It's so important not to just use the narcotic pain medicine. There is no shame in using the pain medicine. It is stigmatized more now than ever, even with the doctors. When I go in, they look that, you know, because I have such a high tolerance um, that's why I suffer a lot. The nurse, this last surgery, she made me suffer for, I think it was like eight or nine hours. She would not give me what the doctor said I could have. And she says, no, you need to go home. And oh, I suffered I'd punch so her, I'd punch somebody right here. <laughs> you know, it, it was horrible, Chris. It was a nightmare. But that's the stigmatization of um, the pain medicine. So it's dilated. Mm -hmm. And what makes that hard is they don't give that to you out of the hospital but they kick you out real quick. They don't keep you in the hospital. So I always go home under medicated and I just have to grin and bear it. So um, yes, CBD, um, whatever it takes, the oils, the vaping, um, those for me didn't really work. Cause listen, I, I will try anything. Cryotherapy, getting frozen, that is a big one for me. Um, where I get frozen for three minutes in the tank and I do it like at least if I do it for about three to four times a week, I'm pretty good. So that has helped tremendously. It keeps nice. the down. Um, Norco is a one they often give me Percocet. And, and it's funny because if you're chronically ill, you know your levels and you know which pain is Norco pain. You know which one is Percocet and you know like, uh, nope, dilated. Uh, I need to go to the hospital now. So um, I'm praying with this surgery that they could somehow send me home with dilated. My my last surgeon did make it happen, but yeah, insurance gave me trouble. They gave him trouble. So it's 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 a big deal that I try to find 
other things. Ice is my best friend. Do you ever consider going out of the country for therapy? I haven't. I haven't. And, and it's hard because um, those of you also that live with pain, you know that everybody's going to have the healing for you. <laughs> everybody's going to sell you. This is it. This is, you know, and it's always hundreds of dollars, if not thousands. So it's hard to know. So, you know, it's like researching it. Does it work for you? And if it doesn't, you're, you know, not everybody has those resources to do that. So, you know, um, I'm a big fan of you have to exercise, move it or you lose it, cry through it, whatever you got to do. I cry. It feels like my arms are being pulled out of my socket every morning. But so what? You've got to move it, move it. You've got to. <laughs> you are a riot. You are an absolute flipping amazing riot because, you know, it is true. And going back to David Goggins, that's where I kind of got on the principle. I started researching him before I did my back surgery because I was like, okay, I want to come out of this and be stronger than ever. And what do I have to do? Because, you know, we don't, we're taught that pain is bad. We're taught, oh, if you're in pain, take it easy. I just did a walk and talk this morning about pain. And the fact that I haven't done a walk and talk because I haven't been walking because I walk and then I'm in pain. And it's, so I've just been kind of staying around the house and not doing much. But at the same time, I'm like, how do we disassociate ourselves from the pain? Because if we're souls having a human experience, then the soul really can't experience pain. The pain is something that tells the brain. And that's something that we can either go, yes, I feel that. And that's going to immobilize me. Or the fact that pain is there and I still have to continue going on anyway. Is that what I'm hearing from you? You have to, as horrible as it sounds, it is as horrible as it sounds. But the good news is this. Oh, aqua therapy. What am I thinking? The pool is my best friend. It's the only one I could, I love the pool. I really need to buy one. But um, is the more I don't move, the more I suffer. And, but it's so hard to get in that mindset. Get up, show up, give it all you got. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, the heck with you. <laughs> you got to go. I'm not doing it today. But I know not. It's just hard. There's no easy way out. I wish there was an easy fix, but there's not. You got to tough through it. And that's why people with chronic illnesses, they are the strongest people. No one knows their battle. Nobody knows. And that's the thing. A lot of people see me. I look fine. They have no idea the pain I'm hiding behind the smile. None. Why do you hide it so much? You know, I don't know if it's that I hide it. I think it's no, it, it it's sincere, but they don't look. I think my point is, is like, yeah, I smile because I'm in my passion. I'm with the kids, but you have no idea that at night I go home and I can't even move. You have no idea that every time I wake up, I feel like I'm walking on broken legs, but I work out because I, I just believe there's a purpose to all of it. I really do. You know, and just like, um, I mean, look at, this is my hand. This is straight. This is straight. It's just so wicked. That is me holding it straight. And this that happened, it feels like that. It feels like this one has a bar in it. I had four fingers reattached and they fused my arm. Um, and this one didn't take. So we call it my rubber band finger and my kids love it. Let me see your rubber band finger, Miss Tori. Yes, yes. You know, <laughs> elementary, right? So, um, I, it's hard for me to clap. I mean, come on, how, how, work with me. Look, okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, what we did, what I did is I go in the classroom and I celebrate people with disabilities, people with differences to have other people accept each other. Right. And so why not show off my difference? So I tell the kids, I can't clap. So I really need you that have your hands that are all healthy 
And I need you to wiggle them for me. Have you ever seen this? Chris, I don't know if you've ever seen the 10 finger woo. The 10 finger who? Woo. The 10 finger woo. No, I've seen the, I've seen the single finger salute. But more than so, a few occasions. When a student does something really good, we say, oh, let's give them, and you have to say it like this, a 10 finger woo and an oh yeah. And oh, the ooh and oh yeah. It has just grown. I have superintendent doing it. I have board members doing it. The assembly member doing it. And now we have a t-shirt if kids are caught being kind. 10 finger woo t-shirt with the oh yeah. And you see all these little fingers on the screen and they're just like, oh yeah. And it's, the, it's, it's great. It's, it's like that. Don't focus on what you don't. When the door closes, you find a damn window. <laughs> you find a damn window. Yes, you do. Or you find 10 other doors and you kick those, you kick them wide, wide open. I want to yes. grab some of these comments. I want to grab some of these comments because um, you are, you are just, uh, just, just just blowing up the, the the stream here thank you guys so much for being here and commenting i really really appreciate you guys i'm just so into the interview i'm like missing all this other stuff but tara says 100 percent uh nelly says oh my god i can relate to so much of this uh ray says hashtag making making waves tara says um that's like my mom we switched her to a specific cbd and she's doing amazing now i just recently switched to cbd a different cbd manufacturer and i'm feeling a little bit better now so i do the thc the, the cbd i do all yeah i do but i want to try the cryo i want to try the cryo um and then tara says actually how about the hydrotherapy but you said swimming is is that the same thing as hydrotherapy i don't know if that if hydrotherapy is the same i'd like to know that answer too <laughs> Yeah, let us know. Let us know, Miss Tara Murney. Um, and Teresa says, uh, CBD has made a huge difference in my husband's TBI migraines. Tara Murney, yes, TBI, um, traumatic brain injuries. I've learned that. I learned that uh, that's some pretty crazy stuff as well. And uh, Tara says, thank you so much, Tara, for being here, by the way. I love you. Amazing. I take I take it from my back and my neck. And for headaches, too, there are specific blends that are incredible. Often try one and then stop. Try, often try one and then stop. Um, and she says, uh, again, this is amazing news to hear about your hubby. That's amazing news to hear about your hubby. Nelly says, you've got to move it. Got to love it. You've got to love it. Uh, Rachel, hashtag keep going. And uh, Nelly says, of course, sense of humor is excellent therapy. Absolutely. I mean, you think about it. Having a sense of humor, being able to laugh, that's what I want to do. I mean, if that's it's funny. the worst, time, let's, let's see what we can do to laugh through that. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Did I get that one? Yeah. Um, what the heck? Tara Murney, incredible. It's made a huge difference in our lives from my husband to my three-legged dog. Oh, yes. I was like, yes. did you have a three-legged husband? I'm no. like, you never told me. Your husband only has three legs. No, it's a three-legged dog. Wow. Um, and actually, and in the, it's, what's so funny, what is so funny is Justin's in the house. And I literally, literally was going to say, this is the new, this is the new CBD that I'm using, which is Highway 101. This is crazy. You talk about God's interference. That's funny because I just recently started this with Justin and Justin's here on the show. Justin's going to be on the show. And Justin says, thanks, Teresa. So there's a link for everyone to try our cold pressed hemp products for free. Look at that for free. Justin, you're a rock star. I love you. Thank you so much. Uh, we're definitely going to be meeting and you're going to be on my show soon. But uh, yes, I mean, it is about trying different opportunities. And Tara's coming back to the conversation. She's saying hydrotherapy is water therapy, like swimming controlled and specific to injury. 
Okay. Ooh, okay. I love that. I love that. So that was like when I went to the, they have an aqua tank and I was doing physical therapy. So probably like that. They have the, the treadmill and everything in it too. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean that, and that's, and that's the situation is that you have to keep moving. That's why I went for that walk today. So I was like, okay, I got, maybe if I got maybe if I strengthen the other ligaments around it, it's going to make the pain a little bit less because our, again, going back to what I said before, we're taught that pain is bad. Stop. Don't go through it. You know, it's okay to, you know, to be a victim to that situation throughout all of this. And we, we kind of talked about the COVID reset and shaking the bubble. How do you handle, and this is a very personal question from me being the no excuses coach. How do you handle when people complain about the stupidest stuff? How, how do you not crawl out of your body and go, Hey, can I just tell you something here for a second and give you a little perspective adjustment? How do you not just like, like your head just off the top of your head when somebody goes, Oh my God, you know, did you hear this today? You're like, I can't fucking clap. I can't, you know, I'm in pain constantly. How do you handle that? Yeah. Um, you know what? That's funny because I don't have to say anything. Once they, it comes out of their mouth, they look at me and they're like, I'm so sorry. I don't even know why I'm complaining. So they catch it themselves. Mm -hmm. But one pet peeve of mine is, and this is what was hard for me in some of the support groups I found that I left. And I just, it's just um, when there's other people that live with the same disease, but they focus on it, I can't be around you. I can't. I, I will not be a part of that. I just, it, it curls my stomach. I'm like, if all you talk about it and feed your brain, then you're going to feel it. Are you going to stay there and stay stuck? Or are you going to get up and move on? Get up, show up, and give it all you've got. I'm not staying here, so I got to go. Peace out. So I only surround myself with positive people that push through with me, that could be empathetic and understanding, and we could support each other, but don't keep each other down by feeling sorry for yourself. It's okay a little bit, but you can't stay there. Mm. That is so true. And that, I mean, it's, it really is. I talk about that all the time. Like, who are your five? Who are the people that yes. are on your team that you mm -hmm. trust, that, you know, energize you, that hold you accountable, that, that uh, mentor you? I mean, who is your team? And that's, I mean, that's so massively important. And I'm the same way. It's like, if I find people, I'm willing to help people, you know, if they're in a victim status, if they want to get out of that victim status, but if they're swimming in it and they're just like, oh yeah, I've got this excuse and I've got this and I've got that. And oh, this, you know, it just blows my mind. It's like, okay, you're, you're, you're in your journey. You're at your journey and I'm going to let you have your journey. And I'm going to continue on to find the people who are like, you know what? Hey, I'm at that point in my journey where I don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different yeah. results because life is short. And you said it at the top of the program about that life. Like, Hey, whenever my turn, my time is up, you know, I know either I'm staying or going, what's for dinner, what's going on. Um, have there been any times where you've actually thought about, okay, I'm done with this. And I'm like, God, I'm done. Take me or I'm going to do it myself. Have you ever been in that situation? Not that I would, um, you know, suicidal thoughts, but I definitely prayed to die many times, especially after surge. I remember very, very well. They'll be a part of the book uh, because they're very powerful stories. It is both my knee surgeries. They've come a long way. They're not as painful as before because I've had a revision because, you know, I've got three hips, three hips. Uh, they did it three times, two over here. I mean, it's just a hot mess, but a beautiful hot mess. What? So, you know, <laughs> it's like. You are. You <laughs> might smile. It's just natural. You are the knees. Mess either. I pr I prayed. Well, same people scare me. So, anyways, um, is that I did the the pain was so strong, and I just begged. I said, Lord, I I cannot. Please take me home. My soul is ready. I'm I'm ready. It's okay to take me, but he didn't. <laughs> he didn't take me. You're like, well. 
What? I know. So I, I do get in those moments with extreme pain and, you know, I am getting more tired as the years go by. And this next battle, I think is going to be quite a fight. Um, I'm trying to find the fight in me. When I first found out, I was in a group with my teachers and um, I went to the doctors and I'm finding out and I'm texting the three of them. We were in a group and I said, you know what? I'm so glad that I've lived every day to the fullest. I'm so glad I never take a moment um, for granted because there is so many blessings and suffering and this is one of them. You don't ever take those moments for granted and you know the value of a minute. And I said, so I thank you. It was an honor working with all of you and I am so blessed. I did not lose the fight. I just knew when the fight was done. I got phone calls right away. This isn't the Nino we know. I said, well, that's where I'm at. Listen, I'm tired. I don't want to do this. I don't want to fight right now. And they let me have my moment. But guess what? This is my fight song. That's right. I'm back and I'm ready to fight until they start cutting me. (laughs) It's a moment by moment. I go through the cycle. I go through the shock of that's happening, the anger, the bargaining. Lord, I'll be good. I'll be good. I'll be better. Whatever you want, please let this cup pass for me. And then I go through depression. Depression is a part of the process. Depression is a part of the process. So don't don't run away from it. Don't run away from it. Acknowledge it. Get the medicine if you need it. And then that's how you move to the next stage of acceptance. And I'm going to get through it. I'm going to push through. Right? So... Um, I, I know I'm going to need a lot of prayers, but it's going to be all the love. And that's what I share in my stories is I show you the downfall. I don't, I'm not that Facebook person that's going to show you all the pretties. Mm-hmm. I show you the good, bad, and the ugly. <laughs> there is nothing ugly, nothing ugly about anything that you do or say. So don't even put that into your brain. Um, Wow, I just looked up at the clock and I'm like, realize that we've been talking for three minutes. I know, uh, I just did too. But you know what? Like, I have a question real quick. You do. Um, with the CBD stuff, this has been my battle. I've noticed that um, it doesn't work for my pain because it's more of a muscle thing. And mine's real bone aching because my bones are falling apart. Um, it doesn't work. And they drug test you when you're getting pain medicine. And so I remember my doctor, he was like, um, Nina, can you come here? I said, yeah, they found marijuana in your blood. I said, CBD, they liars. I knew it. I knew they were lying. And I said, and he's like, I hate when they do that. I said, I bet you had a good laugh. And he was like, oh, we did. (laughs) But the thing is, you, I mean, they support it, but you could either take one or the other. Mm -hmm. So I chose the other because the CBD was not, it, it didn't touch it. Not this kind of pain. I, I would, I'd rather go that way because it is less addictive to the body and it's healthier for the body. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Don't have, if someone in the audience knows that answer. Yeah. Well, actually, well, I, I, we added up there. Justin, Justin is the, um, 
Uh, Justin is the creator, the founder of the CBD that I told you about. So Justin Benton, you guys need to get a hold of each other because yeah, like I literally just, I've been, I've been actually taking CBD oil from my buddy who has another company. I know all these people have these companies. I've been taking a CBD oil and it's been fine. And it's been great, but I think I noticed something just a little bit more different out of his CBD. Plus I've increased my dosage on it. Um, because I'm like you, I have a high tolerance and that's that, that we, we could have a whole discussion on pain management and how messed up that industry is because to your point, my mom used to get dilated all the time, but sometimes because they would, we would be in the hospital and they would, they would take her blood. She'd be screaming and her, her leg, her leg was necrotic. She had her leg amputated. It looked like it was burnt in a fire. She hung on for so long, but she did it by taking dilated every two hours, every four hours. And then every other two hours she would take a uh, Percocet. So she was like, just every two hours she was taking something just to get through, but they prescribed it for her. That is it's insane. That, they, that is insane yeah. that they would not do that for you. But I want to spe respect your time because I know you got family time and everything, but um, you have absolutely um, inspired the entire audience here, both live and I'm sure on the replay. What are some final thoughts? Because I really love what you say about taking ownership and taking responsibility for one's actions and not being, you know, I tell people you can have a pity party for a day. Yeah. Uh, what are your final thoughts into really inspiring those who are watching this, who don't even have near what you are going through? How do you inspire them to, to take responsibility for their actions and get out of their own head? You make that choice and you remember that every moment, every day is a choice. And I don't care if you're sick or not. Um, you could die tomorrow. So live like you're dying. You run with that and know you find your purpose, you chase your purpose. And if you have that, you could chase any challenge that comes your way. As long as you have your support system, your families, your friends, you make sure you have that good tribe, that five, you better know it. Listen, they're going to pull you through every time. Um, if it's your faith and you find your faith, whatever it is, you go after it and you take it with all of your passion. But just remember, just, you know, live as if it was your last because none of us know what tomorrow is going to bring, whether you're sick or not. But if you live like that for the rest of your life, you can get through anything this world takes and brings to you. And it's all about choice in your mindset. Am I going to stay here and cry about it? Or am I going to do something about it? Boom. That's what you do. Boom, boom, boom. Mic drop, mic drop, mic drop, mic drop. Like I'm pulling the cord on a train for my son. Mic drop. Nina Torres. Someone said that too. Laugh, laugh, laugh. I'm funny. I may not only laugh at my own jokes, but I am funny. I don't care what my husband says. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Your husband's an amazing man. Your family is amazing. You are amazing. I can't thank you enough, Nina Torres, for spending your time here with me um, offline. I'm going to put you backstage here in a second. We're going to continue the conversation, but I want to be as a, a much support as I possibly can through this next opportunity that you got going through you. So whatever I can do to be your cheerleader, you know I will be there because it's divine intervention that we came back into each other's lives. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Is there anywhere anywhere particular you want to point people to or if they want to get a hold of you, is there a particular spot you want them to find you at? I didn't even think about that, but you could find me at Nina Torres on Twitter, but you could also find me on YouTube if you just, you know, I don't even know what my channel's called. Nina Torres, Rheumatoid Arthritis, I pop up. <laughs> mm. And you can awesome. follow my journey. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you. Subscribers for me. What was that again? I'm only one away from 200 subscribers on YouTube, and that's big for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we all start. We all start with one. We all start with one, and we go to. The, we all do it. We all do it. Um, you may have you may have nearly 200 subscribers, but I bet you have impacted millions of lives by this time. So Nina Torres, I'm going to place you in the in the studio, and uh, I'm going to close out the show. But don't go anywhere, and then we'll just talk again. So. 
there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I, um, yeah, I mean, I always come back to this and think about closing the show and what I'm going to say. And literally, um, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy to even think about how to summarize this conversation. Uh, most of the times I can understand and really kind of get into where somebody is at with their, with their situation, but obviously with Nina and, and what she's gone through and what she's been through, that's something that none of us can actually really even begin to fathom what she has gone through. Uh, Ray is saying here, great show, uh, Chris and Nina and all, thank you so much for being here. Ray, I appreciate you. Tara says, ha ha ha. She is adorable. Yes, she is big time, big time, big time. Angels in the house. Angel is another one of our misfits for life. Thank you, Angel, so much for being here. You were saying, have a great evening, everybody. Thanks for the show. Christopher Roush and Nina, peace, love, and light. Yes, peace, love, and light. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been talking all day and I feel like my mouth is getting numb. Uh, Tara says, I wish you much love, Nina. Thank you. Thank you, Tara, for being here. Go get some rest. Go pour back into your cup, dear. Uh, sending you healing, uh, sending you healing vibes and energy. And of course, she's ending with great show, Christopher. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I mean, where do I start? You guys know how passionate I am about owning your responsibility and owning your place at the table. Um, a one word that's been coming up into my mind a lot over the last couple of days is discipline. We often look at the word discipline as something that's negative. Like if I tell you, what do you think of discipline? You think, oh, I was disciplined as a kid or, you know, disciplinary action or something that's negative. But discipline is, the, is really the equation that I'm finding is to self-love right? So you have the discipline to get up every morning and work out when you're dying in pain. And as she says, feel like you're walking on broken legs and you still work out. Yet some of us wake up and go, you know what? I'm kind of tired. Maybe I'll do another 15 minutes and I'll feel like working out. Or you know what? Um, I, 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 I don't have enough time today. You know, Stop your bullshit excuses. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Like Nina said, you know, she, she has her situation going on with her and we all may be quote unquote fine and normal. I could literally go into my bedroom, take my shoes off, have my socks on, slip down the, the stairs, go through the banister, land on my head and die. You know, literally any of us could do anything. I'm now, uh, I have an airport uh, or I have an aircraft thing that goes and flies around me. I have planes that fly above me. Sorry. One of them could crash into my, my house. An engine could fall off. We don't have certainty, ladies and gentlemen, we have moments. And the sooner you realize that you can live in those moments and the sooner you choose to live and embrace those moments and, and have gratitude for every single breath that you get to take and every opportunity you get to connect with another person, that's living. That is living. And it's amazing how fast we start to live when we know we're going to die. You know, I sit there and think about that all the time. Like if I got diagnosed with cancer, if I got this, I would go skydiving and I would go do this and I would go do this. Even me saying it, the no excuses coach sounds ridiculous. It's like, why? We're living right now. This, this, is, this is the moment in life where we get to sit there and say, hey, I'm not going to continue doing what I've always done, expecting to get different results. That's stupid. That's not even sanity. That's just stupid. This is about my responsibility now, watching Nina and saying, you know what? I'm going to make a promise to myself. I'm going to make a commitment to myself that I'm going to start being more disciplinary with myself. I'm going to start holding myself accountable to eat better foods, to drink more water, to get better sleep, to make sure that I'm not tolerating a bunch of bullshit that's stressing me out, that's causing inflammation in my body, that's causing me to go for short-term gratifications to ignore all the problems in my life. Get to the root cause of your problems. If you're miserable, accept it, own it, and change what it is that you know that's making you miserable. It's easy. The process is not easy, but the opportunity to say, hey, I'm not happy and this is not working for me. I need to do something is, is easy because we all know what it is that we could be doing that can make us happy. But we sit there and we hope, wish and pray, playing the someday game that something will change. The only thing that changes is when you change, when you start to make that decision, when you make that promise to yourself to love yourself and to honor the body and the vessel, the opportunities that you have. For me, when I complain, I think about Nina and I think about kids in the cancer ward at the uh, at St. Jude's Hospital. 
those commercials we see, I sit there and I complain. I'm like, man, that kid would love to be out here playing in the sun right now. Oh my God, it's hot. I'm so hot. What's going on with the ozone layer? I'm like, those kids would love to be out in the sun sweating and having fun and rolling around on the grass living life. Are you living life? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm looking at you. I'm talking to you. Are you living your life? Are you flying your freak flag? Are you waking up every day excited about what opportunities lie ahead for you? Are you making an impact? Are you leaving a legacy you're going to be proud of? Or are you just kind of just comfortably miserable or just kind of just, you know, not taking responsibility for your situation and blaming it on other people and being a victim? Nina Torres is not a victim. Christopher Roush is not a victim. All you guys here in the, in the chat are not victims. You guys are victors because you're here. You show up every single week and you listen and you learn and you ask questions. You go out there and apply what it is that myself and my guests say. That's what it is to be unstoppable. To be unstoppable is to sit there and say, okay, yeah, this could stop me, but I'm not going to let it because I choose not to because I know I am stronger and I know this is happening for me and not to me. Think about that for a second. Life is happening for you, not to you. Think about what Nina said in her grace for God and everything that she's been put through. She knows that it's happening for her and look at her beautiful message and look at the kids she's impacting. Would she be the same person had she not had this? Would she be a totally different person? Maybe not as impactful? Everything is happening for you, not to you, right? Teresa says, got to own it. Got, gotta, what? Gotta, oh, gotta, got, gotta win it. I don't know. Her hashtag was messed up. I don't know. But anyways, I love you guys. You guys are my misfits for life. Hey, by the way, please, please, please go check out helphealhumanity.org. It's the organization that I am proud to be the vice president of marketing communications for, helphealhumanity.org. It's a massively successful organization that we are just getting started and impacting the world. We encourage you to go over there and check it out. If you are so inclined, make a donation, perhaps sponsor a child. It's something that I'm super passionate about and I know that you guys are passionate about because together we can make a difference in this world. Together we can make a difference in each other's lives. But again, it starts with us. I love you guys. Until next week, I will see you. Stay unstoppable.